Small Business Supply Co. is the hub for small business owners to connect and support one another while also being a one-stop shop for their small business supplies. They love the phrase community over competition, just like we do on the podcast, so they wanted to create a space to reflect that. Aside from their supportive small business community, they also have matching poly mailers, thank you cards, washi tape, stickers, envelopes, custom business cards, and more. Their designs are unique to them, and everything is created with an eco-friendly mindset. Yay! They also have a QR code in each package that will pull up their recycling page, giving you instructions on how to properly dispose of each item you receive. Each item was created with a small business owner in mind, meaning they sell in low, affordable quantities to maximize your profit margins. We all know the struggle of carrying armfuls of packages into the post office, but that is no more. They also sell giant tote bags, perfect for carrying your packages in, which means less trips to the car for you. Are you intrigued yet? Head over to their Instagram and TikTok at Small Business Supply Co. Smelled Small Business S P L Y Co. to shop all of their amazing products and follow their journey. Their business is truly a small business owner's dream. Cora B. Gallery has been making a name for herself in the South for her colorful and iconic portraits. Her pieces are all designed to not only show off the subject of the painting, but to also bring a beautiful and exciting piece of artwork into your home. Her new portrait series, Icons and Idols, showcases some of the most memorable faces in music. Each original portrait is hand-painted and designed to showcase their most iconic music and images. These paintings have the most famous faces in music, depicting everyone from Louis Armstrong and the Beatles to Billie Eilish and Beyonce. All of her portraits are also available in 8x8 inch art prints that make the perfect gift for the music lover in your life this Christmas. Use our code CYA15 at CoraBGallery.com for 15% off your first order. Again, that is code CYA15 at CoraBGallery.com for 15% off your first order. Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Civic Podcast. Hello, Katie. Hi. An airplane just went by, and then my dog was stretching, so <laughs> got a little good. Got a little distracted. Um, good. we haven't talked in a while, honestly. I know, and we also um, we have some explaining to do because we have not had <laughs> an episode. We've missed in two, two weeks, weeks in the past three weeks. Yes. Um, we are so sorry. We keep having like just bizarre technical difficulties or like yes. people rescheduling yeah. mm-hmm. or which like of course it's totally fine. Like yeah. Totally you know, it is what it is, but, like, we, you know, things just got a little crazy, and then I adopted a dog, mm-hmm. so. Yes. <laughs> things just went a little wild. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so, how have you been? What's, what's the vibes? Um, you know, it's been a lot, I'm not gonna lie, and I think that that's, like, partly why it's hard with the podcast, and, like, Katie and I have talked about it, too, that, like, it, it's funny because, like, we don't spend, like, it's not like we work, like, 20 hours on the podcast a week, yet no. it feels so, like, overwhelming sometimes, and I think it's just because, like, we don't have a schedule for it, so then, like, yeah. we're texting about it, like, a lot. Like, 10 p.m. Yeah, like, 10 p.m., like, like, 8 a.m. Emailing guests back. Yeah, emailing, yeah, yeah. like, DMing, planning stuff, and, like... Yeah, and I think that's something that's hard about us being remote is that, like, we can't just, like say like okay like today yeah yeah so it's definitely like um 
you know, difficult. But we apologize for not having episodes. I know a couple yes. of people have DM'd me and been like, my Mondays don't feel the same. Um, sweet, it was though. definitely not our intention. And yeah. we're, um, we've got a ton, a ton, a yes. ton of really yes. fun we guests are scheduled. very scheduled out. So there will not yeah, be we're super, super content. excited. Yeah, and I think, like, especially yeah. when something does go wrong, since we both have such busy schedules with grad school and with work and with just, like, everything and life, it just makes it difficult to reschedule, so... Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what's been going on. I have been um, doing midterms, which has been fun. bad. <laughs> Straight up bad. Mm-hmm. Just not fun and bad. Um, I didn't really realize that midterms happened. Oh, she's so cute. Um, that midterms happened like in grad school. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Like sometimes I just forget I'm in school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm just doing this yeah, I, assignment I do for too. fun. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've, I have been doing that. Um, and then it's Halloween next week. And also you guys, also you guys, when you're listening to this, it's actually two days away from my Harry Styles concert. <laughs> wow. That is a lot. And that's actually huge news. That is a lot for you. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm one week and one day out. Mm-hmm. And my outfit came in. I, <laughs> I like actually like. I know it sounds so dumb, but, like, I've been waiting, like, two years for this. I'm no, just really yeah. excited. I understand. Um, so, I don't know. It just It's just very fun and exciting. And then we've got Halloween. Um, have you been doing any fun spooky things, Alexis? Have you done any fun <laughs> spooky Halloween things? Absolutely not. Um, I, <laughs> I have literally been doing school every day, all day. I Yeah, it's misery it's here. It's truly <laughs> just horrible. <laughs> Um, no, I have this it really project, is. I have this group project, um, in one of my classes and, um, I have very mixed feelings about this, but, um, first of all, almost like I'd say 95% of this class is group work, which is like interesting. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard it's and hard. with remote, but what makes it harder is that one of my team members is based in China. And so we have yeah. a 12 hour the time zones are time crazy. Difference. Yeah. yeah. And like. And then, like, another one of my group members, like, works full-time. I don't really know what the girl in China, I don't know what her um, her work schedule is like, but I know that we all work. And so it's just, like, there's literally never a time that we can all work on stuff, um, which just makes it really hard. Um, and just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing school literally all the time. And I, it was funny because yeah. Skylar... Um, Skylar posted on, sorry, I'm outing your, um, your, uh, private story, Skylar, but she posted something about how, like, um, school was, like, taking over, like, her life or something, and then mm-hmm. I was, like, girl, oh my god, like, I, like, slid up, and I was, like, girl, oh my god, and she was, like, yeah, my, like, I feel like my business has to be on the back burner right now, and I was, like, oh, my business is, like, not even on the stove or, like, the counter right now, like, it's, it's in the cabinet, it's in the cabinet, <laughs> like, there's no yeah. water in the, like, you know, um, no. in the pot, no. and so, um, she was laughing about that, but, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's just a lot, and I feel guilty a lot of the time when I do think it's like this like drop like stomach dropping feeling when I think oh yeah I have this business <laughs> that I just like, don't Shit. do anything for <laughs> yeah. and it's it's like kind of embarrassing at times um but I know that like I know people get it and I know like grad school is obviously like the most important thing that I like need to focus on right now so 
if mm-hmm. right now things have to be like pushed aside um and also work obviously because like I'm not getting I mean I am getting paid from my business but like I'm not already being paid to do work that I'm then not doing you know like I need yeah. to, I need to do smarter stuff um before yeah. I do my business um but yeah and then also um I recently found out that um I'm gonna have to do a candidacy review for mm-hmm. my um thesis and which like I knew that I would have to like go in front of a board but I didn't realize it was like an entire class um mm-hmm. so basically I had to make the decision of either if I wanted to still graduate in August I had to do in the spring I had to do my internship uh my candidacy review my second accounting class which if you guys remember my first one almost killed me <laughs> bad yeah bad and then eat smarter and then the podcast and then maybe business but probably not if I can't do it now um yeah and so that was what I would have to do if I was going to graduate in August and then um and I really was like getting stressed because then I wanted the wedding to be in May of 2023 and then Um, and I wanted time to plan the wedding, and then basically my mom and I sat down, and I realized, like, something that my mom said that was really interesting was, she's like, um, Alexis, like, you have, like, three things that I know are very important to you are, you, like, grad school, and, like, maintaining your GPA, getting a good career, and, like, getting a good footing with that, and then planning your wedding, why are you deciding to do all three of those things in the span of one year? And I was like, yeah. oh my god, you're right. Um, yeah. So we've postponed the wedding. <laughs> um, it's not going to happen <laughs> yeah. for a while, <laughs> um, obviously. We'll keep y'all updated on it. But... Yeah, um, but yeah, I just kind of decided, like, I care a lot more. I love Austin so much, but, like, we already live together, so it's not yeah, like anything's really changing. So. Difference. Um, I realized, like, I care a lot more about grad school and getting a good career than I do about getting married, like, soon, so. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, that's just a good point about, like, prioritizing things Mm -hmm. and realizing you can't do everything at once, and actually, that's a pretty good segue into, um, this week's episode. We had Abby Aslan on. She's a content creator, um, she has podcast, YouTube channel, um, Instagram content, but she's also just got out of grad school, and she, um is about to start a job at a like an accounting firm um she's taking her cpa exams right now i don't know exactly what they're called but she'll say it um i probably couldn't know less in the world about my dog's actually acting insane um i probably couldn't know less in the world about accounting but we kind of just chatted with her about um balancing everything and like kind of finding your niche but then also just like how to deal with things when everything gets really stressful because obviously she's gone through a lot of change recently mm-hmm. um and it was a really great episode um so honestly I don't really have anything important to say I have what she said was to say that I just thought of um Abby if you're listening to this I didn't think about this while we we're still talking but um I'm gonna have another accounting class in the spring so <laughs> if you want to help me you want to help me <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, yeah, but if, again, could not know less about that. But yeah, we will we will spare you yeah. all of the updates that you don't care about, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to the good stuff. So enjoy this week's episode with Abby. Hi, Abby. How are you? Hi, I am great. How are you all doing today? Great. great. Thank we're you so much for coming on. Yes, we're so excited. 
I know. I'm I super have excited. Um, I've watched your videos for a really long time, actually. That's such the coolest thing about having a podcast. I'm sure you feel the same way is like getting to talk to people that like you would probably never get it like be able to talk to otherwise. Um, but for all of our listeners who are not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself, your YouTube, your podcast, your grad school, your job, all all the good stuff that you're that you're involved in. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, first of all, thanks for you know being like a supporter I guess you know it is really cool it's like very full circle when this kind of stuff does happen it's just like yeah like you know we're just like friends but then it's like there is a backstory behind it even though like sometimes it just doesn't even feel like that but um yeah my name's Abby Aslan and um I recently moved to Houston Texas at the end of July and I'm from Panama City Beach Florida and I went to undergrad and grad school at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa um, I majored in accounting and finance, and then I did my one-year master's program in tax accounting, and then pretty much finished up in this last summer and moved to Houston, and I start a full-time job um, at a big four firm in tax accounting in January. So that's sort of like the, um, I guess, my life so far, but my f- the fun part, I guess, my content creation and like everything like that. Um, in March of next year, it'll be uh five years I believe that I've been on YouTube um and I recently just passed like my two-year podcast anniversary my podcast is just called in bloom podcast and I sort of created YouTube um or I didn't create YouTube but (laughs) I created my YouTube channel (laughs) as a creative outlet um sort of just during a really lonely time in my life in my freshman year of college it was something I just had in the back of my mind for a long period of time and um really just dove into it when I was struggling with who I was and, um, you know, just figured it would be best to start it when I actually didn't know that many people around me um, because I didn't have to, like, deal with that fear of judgment, like, showing up to high school and, like, all those people around you be like, you started a YouTube channel? Like, wow, what a weirdo. Like, so much easier (laughs) when you don't know anybody that you're in your classes Mm -hmm. or anything. So I went ahead and just dove into that and it kind of – I was very fortunate and honestly like I grew a ton in my first year and it's like been very stagnant since then but I don't even like really like to you know pay too much attention to the numbers because honestly like I really like the tight-knit feeling of like yeah. my podcast and so honestly I kind of like how my YouTube has because like I mean the growth was very exciting and of course it allowed for many amazing opportunities that I'm very grateful for but I think that um, overall you know it's just kind of nice when it's like not this whole like whoa like what do I even do now like this is just too much and it just remains like very close-knit like a family and yeah my podcast um it, yeah like I said it's in bloom podcast it used to be called gen z girl podcast but I kind of realized that being in that awkward year of gen z um of 1998 it's kind of like okay I technically am Gen Z, but like I relate more to millennials. So I realized yeah. I was kind of mismarketing my podcast to the wrong audience unintentionally because of the yeah. name. Um, so it's kind of getting, it wasn't getting to the people that I was wanting it to really get to. Mm-hmm. And um, so Katie helped me with that and with the yes. rebrand and everything. And it's incredible. It's like everything I could have <laughs> ever dreamed of and more. And yeah, I've been doing that for about two years. And I kind of just created that so that I could. Um, have a place to go like more in detail um, with the things I talked about on my YouTube channel because I used to, you know, do a lot of those talking type of, you know, segments in my vlogs and I still do every now and then, but um, most people who go on YouTube, they want to watch something, you know, they don't want to watch you talk for like 10 minutes. So the podcast was perfect for that. And I think I um, 
you know, I originally was a little nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with this because um, it is, I mean, it's a lot, you know, recording every week and everything and like planning good quality content every week. And um, mm-hmm. when you're really busy, getting in contact with guests can be really hard sometimes, yeah, um, working with busy hard. schedules. So I was a little worried about it, but it's honestly been really great. And it's become like my little child that I just like want to like love and protect at all to cost. And like, mm-hmm. if anything has to go, like the podcast is not going anywhere. Like yeah. this is mine. Right. Yeah. So, we, yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty talk- much everything. Yeah. We feel the same way about our podcast. We're like, it, everything else is, we love it, but like podcast is, is the best. And yeah, I definitely, yes. um, I definitely love what you said about like, the tight-knit community because I think people get caught up and a lot of our listeners are business owners or want to be content creators kind of like in that realm just creative women and I think it's so easy to get caught up in numbers whether it's money or followers or listens but I think it like I think you're a great example from like how however long I've been watching you and listening to you and all that um I think you have really engaged audience who like really is invested in you which I think is awesome um but yeah, I, I grew up on YouTube. I was <laughs> watching YouTube before anybody, like whenever, whatever you said about like bullying, I literally like straight up started a YouTube channel, did get bullied. And then I was right. like, I, have to, I gotta go. I gotta roll. Um, but yeah, but I literally like these people on YouTube raised me like Claudia Saluski. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. The way she's dating Phineas now, I'm like, that's crazy. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But definitely, definitely. Um, yeah it's so crazy um I know I like used to when I would watch uh YouTube when I was in like high school um I think I started I mean I watched videos when I was in middle school but it was more so related to like I would watch like music videos like with lyrics over them you know (laughs) oh my god (laughs) I was really big just into doing that and then in high school um I don't know how I remember I literally got like an Ulta gift card for Christmas like when I was 14 or 15 mm-hmm. for my grandma and I was like what is Ulta and so then I like just being the little researcher natural researcher that I am I'm like searching on Pinterest like top Ulta whatever or mm-hmm. and then I think I went on YouTube too and then I stumbled into like the makeup <laughs> Ulta community. Hall. And, okay. yes yep. and I has that face. <laughs> went into this giant rabbit hole and like oh. it, that's that's what happened you know and then I ended no. up finding out that there were vloggers and I was like oh yeah I would literally hide though like my computer like I was like my friends can't know I watch YouTube my family Same. cannot know I watch I don't know why I was embarrassed of it but I was like oh I used to room, like I'm like switch to Google if people no if people saw me like I didn't follow any influencers on Instagram for the longest time because I was like I do not <laughs> want anybody like Mac Baby 07, <laughs> Bethany Moda, like, yeah. she, I was like, I do not want anybody to know. Um, and then now they're like, it's, I mean, it's a whole industry. It's huge. So I think it's so yeah. crazy how that's like changed. Um, well, they've like transferred over to like the celebrity kind literally. of territory, yes. yeah, which absolutely. is very interesting. Yeah. And Alexis, really Alexis watches YouTube too, but she watches very different YouTube than me. She watches <laughs> like different. literally like anti MLM videos. <laughs> <laughs> which are actually I really good. I have a friend like that too, yeah. It's just a niche, yeah. but whenever I went to go yeah. visit her, we were like watching him. I was like, oh, I'm kind of hooked. It's just yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's that short form, it's like, it's long form content. It's not as quick as TikTok, but like still you're just cycling through. Yes. It's addicting. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so in the realm of kind of, I guess, podcast and YouTube and Instagram and stuff too, um, how did you kind of grow into yourself as a content creator? Like you said, you've been doing it for a pretty long time. Um, and how did you kind of find the content that you love to share? I think a lot of people struggle with like finding their niche and that idea stresses people out a lot, but kind of what has been your, um, methods or how have you found kind of what you love to share? 
Yeah, I honestly, when I really like felt like I was, you know, getting that that internal push to start like my YouTube channel. Um, deep down, I just wanted to, you know, sort of just be like an online friend. And I think I've always had a passion, like my like probably strongest passion and goal in life is to just like help others fulfill like the best version of themselves. Um, I think it's, you know, part of my like personality type is kind of like that, seeing the good in others and like seeing what they are capable of, even if they can't see it themselves. Mm. And I really really struggled with that for myself for a long time but it's very interesting because through starting my youtube channel that's when you know i used to be a very low self-esteem low self-confidence person and um i started my youtube channel and i think since i was so passionate about it and i experienced that like true real passion every day and creating content um i kind of grew into who i was and in doing that i realized how much i loved you know like seeing people for like what they're capable of and like really just encouraging them to go after that you know because we are our own biggest critic and I feel like we limit ourselves more than anybody else does so sometimes you just need that friend to like you know remind you like you are capable of this even though you're telling yourself you're not and you don't I know you don't see it for yourself but it's there Mm -hmm. um Right. And I just really have always had a passion for like that kind of stuff. And honestly, the broad umbrella of that is helping others. But yeah. with, underneath that broad umbrella, it's like, you know, just self-development. It's, you know, fulfilling your passions and it's, you know, fulfilling yourself to your full potential. So that's kind of everything I've sort of sought after since the beginning. And that's not, I know that that, like there's probably people out there who are very specific with that. Like everything they talk about has to do with like that self-development and like fulfilling your passion but like I like to keep it you know serious but also fun you mm-hmm. know so on my podcast I do like fun episodes um like when the seasons change I'll do like my fall favorites or yeah like my yeah. winter bucket list like that kind of stuff just to keep it lighthearted and fun um right and just more personable and then of course a lot of my episodes you know I will have guests on from time to time and I try to like um get people on who are kind of growing into themselves as well so people can sort of see that timeline of like, okay, you know, like I wanted to do this in high school, I went through this in college, and this is kind of what I'm going for now. And it kind of just, from all different walks of life, so you can really see a range and not just like, you know, this specific type of person. And um, so I think that's been really great. And I, um, you know, it's been an interesting journey, I think, growing into myself as a content creator, just because um, when I did start out, you know, I was a freshman in college, so I knew I had all this time in front of me uh, in college. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a college YouTuber, I guess, because that's what my life is and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just helping people with, like, the everyday college stuff. I sort of had a ton of videos planned out um, before I even started filming videos so that I would just, like, have something to film every week. Yeah. And yep. a lot of those videos are still very, like, I think helpful and relevant. I would never... Applicable. Yes, and I would never recommend them now just because they're probably cringy in my opinion. But <laughs> honestly, right. if you go back on my channel, I have, like, some very good, like, I put a lot of time and effort into, like, the mm-hmm. planning of them and everything. Just college type of videos, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. gro- like little, like, lower budget, like, grocery hauls and... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I did. I almost transferred school, so, like, just kind of, like, my thought, like, everything I did with that. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it was great being a college YouTuber and I really, really loved it. But my last year in grad school, you know, I got really uh, burnt out on that content and I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. I accidentally pigeonholed myself and I didn't really mean to. Um, but the good thing about being in that lifestyle kind of segment, you're able to pivot with each Transition. life change. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I'm like, yeah. okay, it's okay that, you know, I pigeonholed myself because now I can just crawl out of it and I can, you know, carry yeah, on shift. into the real world. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how I sort of manage to keep up with everything um, when I start mm-hmm. my full-time job. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about these things. So it's, you know, not something that I plan to just like let go of. And I'm definitely the type of person who's like, if I have to outsource, I will um, yeah. to get it all <laughs> right. done. To keep going. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, I really appreciate like the podcasting space in terms of growing into myself as a content creator, because it's sort of allowed me to dive into a part of my content that I felt like was sort of missing. Um, I know Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier that I really did. I did talk about things in my videos at times, but um, having something that sort of forces me to get uncomfortable and be be vulnerable with my emotions, because that's not something I normally enjoy doing and I'm not very good at it. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I think it really helps me create even more valuable content than what I would be doing if I was just on YouTube. Um, yeah, because just talking to a microphone, it's a little bit easier to be vulnerable for whatever reason than having a camera in front of my face. Um, right. So, you know, I can be vulnerable, but I normally tend to like cut it off at a certain point in front of a camera. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Right. the microphone, I can really dive into that, um, like really get into like the self-development stuff by applying like what yeah. I've personally struggled with. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's helped me grow a lot into myself and my content in that sense. Yeah, and I well, I feel like I feel like with podcasting, I mean with YouTube too, but with just content in general, especially lifestyle, I feel like with that how you said that it's kind of like transitioning through your life and you started it at like you said like a lonely point in your life. I think that that's so commendable cuz it just kind of shows young girls and guys too that it's okay to like not be in like the fav- your favorite part of life. Absolutely. At like when you start con like creating content because yeah. I think that's such a um, like a thought that people have that oh if I'm gonna become a content creator I have to show like the the highs of my life at all times so yeah I think that's there's really almost great. that perfection standard and you feel like you can't oh, yeah. start yeah. until it's perfect in your mind but like that's yes, not how it needs exactly. to be at all it's not yeah it's never gonna be perfect exactly so. and I feel like uh, like a lot of the influencers and. I don't really like the word influencers, kind of like content creator better. Um, but like all of the content creators that I follow, um, like you were mentioning, like you're pigeonholing yourself and like all of that. I think what I love so much is like, especially people who are around my same age, like you're one year older than me. Um, and people like, um, like Brooke Michio and Danielle Carolyn that are mm-hmm. like around my same age. Um, like we're at the same point in my life, like in our lives. Um, and people who are, you know, really real. It's nice to just see like this person who I think, like who doesn't know I exist and that I've made like a large <laughs> part of my life um like Kinsey Elizabeth is a great example um mm-hmm. even she you know is going through the same things that I'm going through and I think that's like I think we've we've had content creators on the podcast before and like it just over and over again people say like being real is so important and I think it really is especially with you like you're saying you want to help people and everything and I think um that's such a great way to look at your content because I think it can be probably easy to get lost in like oh I'm just filming what I'm doing like what it okay you know yeah what's the point yeah and I think having that deeper purpose of like showing people and especially you are a great example because you do all of this on the side and everything um but you're also literally just went to grad school and now you've got this amazing job that you're about to start um showing people like that 
they can do all these kinds of things. Um, and especially like women working in like that kind of field. Feel like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Kind of. Yeah. And I that. think, um, and you know, I think like reminding myself and like, honestly, just anyone who either is in the content creation space that I wanted to get into it, you know, you're allowed to change and switch things up and, you know, it's your content and you know, that's a big and important part of growth as a content creator. You know, if I want to grow as right. a person, I have to make changes. So if I want to grow as a content right. creator, I have to make changes. So Absolutely. it's kind right. of, that's kind of like my mindset with it is if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, you know, ask myself, why am I not happy? Like, what do I need to change? Am I still, you know, like serving that initial purpose of, you know, helping others like through what I'm doing in whatever way that looks like. And if I can address that and like check the boxes, yes, no, yes, no. I can really figure out like, okay, you know, where do I need to make changes so I can really help myself continue right. to grow into the best version of myself throughout this space. Yeah, I love right. that mindset. Because you're not, you're not going to create like the best content that you can if you're not enjoying it. Exactly. So I think it's it's much better to transition. Um, so you talked about how you went to grad school and obviously you went to college when you started. Um, so that's a lot going on all at once, especially with YouTube and then podcasts and just like content creation overall. Um, so if for someone that has maybe a small business and goes to school or works or something and has a lot going on, um, how do you handle stress? And then also how you feel, um, you kind of get over that feeling of like, you're not doing enough and that, um, you're not living up to maybe your own expectations that you set for yourself. Yeah, I think um, stress is just such a, I don't know, it's just one of those things that I feel like it's always kind of like floating around my head. I'm like, I'm okay, I'm like always yeah. stressed in like some area of my life in some yeah. way or another. Same. And, you know, I think when I was pretty much all throughout college, I would say up until, it's sad that it took up until literally my one year of grad school to realize this. And honestly, I think part of it was because of the pandemic too, but um, it took up until that year to like realize that, you know, intentional self-care is so important. Um, you know, like mm. sometimes we just like throw on a face mask and we're like, yeah, self-care. And like, yes, it is self-care. <laughs> right. But like, right. you're not addressing like it, the core yeah. of what you need. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, <laughs> right. just because I throw on a face mask or I get myself like my favorite coffee, I'm not really a, like listening to my body and like, okay, like what do I need right now? Exactly. And mm-hmm. I didn't learn how to do that until, you know, like my last year of college. And um, I really started to listen to that and you know like kind of try to always be in tune with like what my body was telling me it needed or like my mind and you know I think that asking myself each day at the start of day you know like how am I going to take care of myself today and you know sometimes it's like it is like a voice like that but then other times it's just like I'm feeling a little like just wound up today like I'm just gonna go outside and take a walk for a little bit mm-hmm. um yep. like that kind of thing and you know it looks different every day and that's the thing it doesn't have to be this strict like one hour long routine of this ritual it can be something that takes five minutes one day and then something that takes you know an hour in your evening the next day yeah and um I really you know used to beat myself up so much over thinking I like wasn't getting a lot done and you know I think same remembering like what you are getting done is like the easiest way to sort of get that thought out of your head um just like sitting down and you're asking yourself okay well like what have I accomplished and if not today like say today I was having a horrible day and I like really truly hadn't gotten anything done 
what did I get done last week? And then mm-hmm. I can be like, wow, like I actually got all that done. And that kind of like boosts your confidence a little to get you to attack your day in a different yeah. sort of mindset. And, you know, for me, stress, I think that the one thing that helps me manage it and kind of keep it out of, keep it at bay is honestly having a schedule. And that mm-hmm. sounds just like, not what anybody wants to hear because it's like, of course, it's like what everybody does. It's science, yes. But I truly um, have found, which I'm taking like the CPA exam right now, which is like for certified public accountant basically, and it's four parts. And most people, you know, try and get it done before they start their full time job because who wants to work all day and then go home and study for these exams? Nobody. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to take advantage of this time in between. It's like basically five and a half months and I'm trying to take four exams and that's like a very short amount of time to take those. So I have to, you know, tell myself like, okay, I have to have some sort of schedule. So before I start studying for each one, you know, I have like a schedule in Google Docs. I mean, like this is what I need to be doing or have done by like this date. And then I kind of plan out what do I need to do Mm -hmm. each day in order to reach that goal. And that really helps me sort of stay on track. And if I have a schedule, I will stick to it. And it's the same thing with um, content creating. You know, like I know every Monday Mm -hmm. I'm uploading a podcast episode and that's in the back of my mind. So I'm not just going to not do it. You know, if I didn't (laughs) have a schedule for anything, I would literally get a fraction of the things I got done. Just because Mm -hmm. when you're doing things based off of feeling, you're not going to get near as much done because we're never going to feel like doing half the crap we need to do. Yes, exactly. So it's a lot better to sort of just have that schedule. And then the more and more like you stick to it each day, it becomes like part of your routine. So then like your body gets used to it and your mind gets used to it. And even if it's something that sucks, like studying every day full time is not fun, like at all. Yeah. And, you know, I know that it's not fun, but that's why I try to, to help like, prevent myself from burning out and everything like that Um, because I used to Mm -hmm. get burnout like really really bad in college and I just thought it was weird because you know I would hang out with friends and I would you know get a ton of work done and then I'd get all my YouTube stuff done and I'd just be like man why am I so burnt out which I really was like stringing myself in like 80 different directions and Mm -hmm. wearing myself thin but I realized that through all those first four years of college you know I wasn't really doing that intentional self-care And doing that one thing every day that just, like, sort of makes you happy or makes you feel better keeps you from Mm -hmm. burning out. Because you're not, you know, you have that little, like, fraction of your day to just, like, live for yourself, do something for yourself, and you're a lot less likely to feel that burnout as quickly, if at all. So Yeah. And and I think I like what you said about, like, intentional self-care. And I think, like, it's important to schedule that out, too, because... Like, making time for yourself in your day is just as important as making time for your work, I think. Because if you, like, yeah. you know, if you pushed all your studying back to, like, the last month and you were like, well, I'm just going to study 12 hours a day um, every day for, you know, these this month. Like, that's not going to be as productive. It's not going to be as, like, honestly, especially with studying, like, it's probably not going to work as well. Um, but right. with anything, like, you're not going to be as productive. You're going to probably start to hate it. And especially if it's, like, content creation or, like, your business or something for our listeners, like... You don't want to start to hate that. That's not good. Right. <laughs> or like exactly. resent it. So I think being purposeful about that's great. Um, but as far as like self-care, just for you personally, like what are some things that you think are really helpful? For me, I'm like putting a face mask on actually stresses me out because I have to like sit <laughs> and like my hair has to be out of my face. But like um, what are some things that you found really help you like mentally and physically to kind of de-stress? Yeah, I really, I know a lot of people, you know, 
say like movement is medicine and it really is um for me personally it's I've I was like really involved in sports growing up and Mm -hmm. you know I've I've been I've had different sorts of you know fitness routines over the year but I think the biggest thing is you know I did start to sort of resent doing certain types of movement because I was forcing myself to do them when it wasn't what I wanted to do so you know accepting that if today all I want to do is go on a walk then I'm going to go on a walk and Mm -hmm. if tomorrow I want to go to a spin class I'll go to a spin class so you know I really really like movement because it's um, just a way for me to like remove myself from whatever is stressing me out. Um, I think personally removing myself from what my environment, like me sitting at my desk every day, like this, like little bubble that I'm sitting at right now is just inherently stressful for me. (laughs) I know what it involves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, you know, removing myself from this little bubble right here, even if it means going to my bed and, you know, watching like a comfort YouTuber for like 20 minutes before bed. Um, doing that and because a lot of times I used to I mean and I still do this I pretty much just will have like stuff playing in the background and it's very passive yeah but like actually like sitting down and like watching this art that somebody created yes and like Mm -hmm. enjoying it and appreciating it and you know I like to talk to friends and family on the phone you know sometimes I don't like to do that at all because honestly I'm very introverted so like I sometimes I'm just like no don't talk to me like I literally yeah. just want to be in the quiet <laughs> yeah. um and I really like reading um especially if it's like something that can kind of like remove me from my life and I can just hone yeah, in on escape yes another story um and I also really this one's weird because it's like I've enjoyed baking and cooking in the past but never like consistently I'll just like get in yeah. the mood one day and I'm like I'm gonna bake some cookies and I'm gonna make dinner yeah and um lately I've just kind of had this mindset switch where I'm like okay, I'm going to, like, romanticize cooking because I have to do it anyways. Mm. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah. why not just make it into this whole, like, thing? And also, it's time that I get to spend away from my desk. So I'm, like, yep. yeah, I'm excited I to totally cook. I feel that. So, exactly. you know, just doing that, I've enjoyed, um, especially in, like, the fall and winter, like, baking is, in fact, cooking is oh, just, I like, know. Like, fun. trying yeah. new recipes and stuff. Yeah, like, and that totally, keeps it yeah. exciting. And I think that romanticizing. Keeps your mind off things, kind of. Oh, for sure romanticizing the little things like definitely helps a lot and you know I just I think that for me like I try to have like one form of movement and even if it's literally a five or ten minute walk like it's Mm -hmm. something right and you know just asking myself what I need that day because truly it does look different every day so yeah right and I think like a really good point that I noticed through like all of those things is that it's like you're doing one thing at once focusing on like one thing at once and I think something that I fall into a lot um that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to is whether it's like I'm doing school or work or whatever um I'll like take a break but I'm like just sitting at my desk like on my phone like scrolling on Instagram like that doesn't help anybody no (laughs) that's not helpful and it's not productive so I think like being purposeful about it and like we like you said like intentional Mm -hmm. um and like taking Mm -hmm. some time to like like you like focus on a YouTube video like really watch it um I'm the absolute worst about like watching TV and then also being on my phone why I hate that yeah Yeah, I hate it so much and it's just like hideous because then I'm not paying any attention to anything I'm just like distracting myself from every single thing that's going on um but I I really think it's like important to give yourself time and like fully put yourself into um a task which is I've been loving cooking recently too I think it's Mm -hmm. because like I'm really bad at it so I have to pay like a lot of attention (laughs) to what's going on (laughs) but it's like it's a nice way to focus and like do something with your hands you know and like make something you have to eat anyway exactly it's like like a waste of time yeah and Alexis Alexis works for um like a recipe website so she like has to cook like meals for work all the time weird weird food all the time yeah. <laughs> weird food yeah so then yeah um, so then I send Kate I send Katie the ones that I actually like yeah yeah so <laughs> that's, that's what good. I've been that's what I've been trying out recently but yeah definitely yeah. love yeah. that um 
Okay, so just selfishly, me and Alexis are both in grad school. Um, we're in grad school online, so it's a little bit of a different situation. Mm-hmm. But how has the transition been after grad school? Um, obviously, you're studying right now, so it's kind of, like, interesting because you haven't, you know, started work, and obviously you will. Um, yeah. But, like, kind of – I think a lot of people struggle with, like, losing the identity of, like, a student mm-hmm. um, and, like, kind of what's been, like, the <laughs> – And losing that, like, schedule and yeah. stuff. So, oh, so yes. what's been, like, the most difficult part of it, and, like, how's that transition been? Um, it's honestly something I'm, you know, still transitioning through since yeah. I really like left my college town in July. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm still working on it and I think it's going to be a work in pro- progress for a while. It's honestly one of, one of the toughest things I've had to go through emotionally. Um, and I don't mean in the sense of like, I am like heartbroken and like sobbing my eyes out every day. Like you would be after <laughs> yeah. a breakup. It's not like that. It's right. like just this almost like a longing in your heart that just doesn't ever leave. And then it's also just Mm -hmm. sort of this like looming, like subtle sadness. that's constantly in the back of your mind, but it only makes itself known every now and then. Um, but it's always there. And I actually (laughs) would talked about this a lot in my most recent podcast episode that literally went up yesterday. And, um, also in like my last YouTube video, because it's just something that, you know, I don't know why I was expecting this transition to be easy. Like, everybody tells you it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say my year of grad school, especially since I was physically there and I was at the same school I went to as I did for undergrad, I felt like I was, you know, straddling a line my entire year of grad school. I was like, okay, I'm still in college, but, like, I can feel – I almost, like, I felt like I could just feel – someone running behind me getting ready to push me out like mm-hmm. for the entire year of grad school so I was like I'm still here but like also I'm my time is running up and yeah, like I'm about to out. leave yeah um mm-hmm. so I could feel that and I really hated it because I just felt like I was in a transition already for a whole mm-hmm. year and I don't really like transition mm-hmm. phases they made me extremely uncomfortable Same, I hate them yeah it just yes. wears you out it's like just constant yes. yeah you're you're just talking back and forth between two places and it's hard. Yeah, it's but hard. it's like two different realities going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it it's just hard because I think for me, you know, I haven't seen like a lot of my friends, you know, because obviously not all of your friends go to grad school. So, mm-hmm. you know, I grad technically right. graduated, well I did graduate in May twenty twenty with my undergrad and a lot of those friends you know, um, we left, we all left in March and never went back. So I haven't seen a lot of them since we graduated. And like, that was really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I made more friends in grad school and, you know, then we all moved to different areas. So I think one of the hardest things is like realizing that all of your like friends are not going to be in the same place at once. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even somebody that has like this extravagant friend group. I just have a few really close friends that I made over the years and I was so used yep. to them being a text away and like, let's just go run the target or something. And like, now I'm like, right. Is anybody there? Like, who do I hang out with? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, so that's difficult. And like you said, like the loss of schedule and the identity of being a student. Um, you know, I said earlier how I like really struggled with burnout and everything. And, I think, like, kind of when I got into my senior year and, like, my year of grad school, I really, like, finally mastered, like, balancing everything, and it just felt good Mm -hmm. to, like, have things under my control for once, because I felt like I was all over the place prior to that, and then as soon as I get it under control, it's like, boom, you're moving, like, get out of here, and it's just, Right, get out of here, yeah. Yeah, so that's hard, and, yeah, I think the hardest part, though, is definitely, like, mourning the loss of a life that was once a reality that's now a memory and yeah Mm -hmm. like realizing like 
oh my gosh, this is never going to, like all these memories I have in my head and... Are still going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and it's never going to be anything more than that. And that's just like a really hard thing to come to terms with. Um, And also personally, I am a very, I don't know, I'm just a very emotional, heavy person. And, you know, I tie a lot of things to emotions, you know, like everybody does. Sounds, sense, like music, whatever it is, seasons. And I think... Um, something I mentioned in my podcast is like being in Houston experiencing seasons changing right now which they barely are because it's basically like from hella hot summer to like (laughs) technically still summer Um, I uh, just experiencing the seasons changing it's kind of makes it settle in that's like whoa like I'm actually somewhere else right now Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and it's really hard and I think that you know the whole mourning the loss of like a life that you once like loved and lived and everything it is really difficult but I tend to only remember like all the good things of college and when I remember I'm like wow I had a miserable freshman year so miserable that I you know tried to transfer schools Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm like I had to adjust and it took me pretty much a full two years to feel at home at college so I'm like okay here I am in a new city like why am I expecting to feel at home within a month like No, that's not going to happen. That's a good point. And, you know, I think it's just hard because it feels like my heart is in Tuscaloosa and at home. And I'm just, and I'm physically over here. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. I love that that you talk about not liking your first year of college because my first year of college was like horrible. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like college is so different for so many people. We've talked about it on the podcast, but I think just like, not saying to people that are in their senior year of high school and being like, college is going to suck for you. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. what I mean. But like, yeah. I just, I felt so weird yeah. that like all these people around me were like loving it. And I was like, I hate this. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really great that you talk about that. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like one of the hardest things about being in your twenties is that like, like you said, like we're going from like this really intense, like this is your whole life to switching that up and then this is your whole life and then you switch that up again and then this is your whole life and like that's just the nature of being in your 20s you're I mean teens and 20s but like you're moving out of your parents house and then you're in college and you want to make the most of that so you fully immerse yourself in that then that's gone and then Mm -hmm. maybe you go to grad school so you fully immerse yourself in that and then that's gone and then you get this job and then Mm -hmm. you know maybe you stay there for a while maybe you don't and then that's gone and then yeah, and I've talked about this a bit on the podcast too, but I stayed in Birmingham. I went to college in Birmingham and then stayed in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And it does it wouldn't matter if you were in Tuscaloosa. I don't think it would still feel funky. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't quite matter if you stay in the same place. Um it just yeah. feels like you're like what's going on? Like right. It's just really really weird and really hard um because like I had the same thing where it took me so long to get used to it. And then all I do is I look back and I'm like, well, I wasted however long not even liking it. (laughs) And then now I'm gone and I want to go back. Um, (laughs) And then I think just especially after like college slash grad school, um, depending on like where you stop your education, you're kind of like pushed into like bills, rent, like all this crazy stuff that's like not fun. It's not like you're going into another fun stage of your life. It's like not fun. Um, right. So I think, uh, yeah, and I think, like, being patient with yourself is really important, too. Like you said, like, Absolutely. you can't expect yourself to be used to it after a month or even two months. Um, and, like, with me, it's, like, getting a job and meeting my coworkers has helped a ton. Um, so mm-hmm. just kind of, like, trying to figure out. And I think all of that plays into, like, just listening to yourself like we were talking about earlier. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, on a lighter note, 
let's do some <laughs> random questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we came up with some fun ones. Um, I The first one is just selfishly, I just need new TV shows to watch. Um, so it is, what is your favorite TV show right now? Abby, you can start. <laughs> um, mine is probably the morning show just because it just came back on um apple tv i need to watch that um it's very it's produced i think i like it so much i mean i like it so much for a lot of reasons like it's Mm -hmm. great acting it feels very real um and it's just produced really well like very high quality video like i like i love that (laughs) so much i appreciate it um but i will say i don't like in season two, um, and really the whole show itself, it's kind of reflective of like actual and real life stuff. So season two does, um, like the part I'm a few weeks behind right now, but COVID is kind of hitting New York city and the episode I'm in right now. And I'm like, you know, I didn't really want to like relive all of this, but like, I love the show. So I guess I'm going to watch it, but right, like, yeah. whatever. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. And I also like Virgin river, which I, it's really slow starting out, but I kind of like got to like a good part of it and it's like a very cozy show so I just kind of like that yeah. show yeah I need to I've heard a lot about both of those shows um I'm loving my best friend recently introduced me to Ted Lasso and I think season two oh, just came yeah. out of Ted Lasso but that is just a great show it's just like fun it's just like yeah. you don't have to stress out about anything it's just a good show but it I also has some really that. good oh it has it's so good it has like good life lessons in it but it's also like funny but I think that mm-hmm. it's, like, the best balance in a show I've ever seen of, like, you're not, yeah. like, you might cry, like, one time, but, like, you, you don't feel, like, so sad. Um, I tried to start watching Squid Game last night, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, what? <laughs> it's, like, horrid. <laughs> it's, like, so gruesome. My boyfriend's watching it right now, yeah. Oh, my God. And then I also just watched the new season of You, which... It's just as horrid. Oh, this one's crazy. I I swear that they just sit down at the, like, writing table and they're like, what is the craziest thing (laughs) that you can come up with? And then what about you and you? And then we'll put it all into the season. That's exactly what the show is like. It literally is just chaos. But, yeah, I would say Ted Lasso, if I'm making a recommendation, is is my favorite right now. Alexis? Um... I am laughing because I I think we actually talked about this in our last episode about Squid Game and neither of us had seen it, um, but Austin and I um, watched all of it. And how many episodes have you seen of Squid Game? One and a half. Yeah, no. <laughs> you have to get to like the third or the fourth episode and then it's good because when, I mean, it was like good, but it was just kind of like gory. It wasn't really like. Well, I'm like bored kind of right now. I'm, I'm no spoilers. It's, it's, yeah, it's not. Spoiler it's alert. Not, I'm at the point where they like leave the game. Yeah. Yeah. So like. I'm sure they're going to go back. Kind of, <laughs> or else there's yeah, no they, show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but exactly. sure they go back. But no, it's, it gets really, really good. And it's like. Austin said it's like probably one of the best shows that he's ever seen. A lot seen. of people are saying that. Um, it's just like literally like 200 people die in one episode and you're like, what? Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely like, it's, it's a lot all at once. Yeah. Um, but, and I never thought that I would say that, that I liked that. But as of right now, I would say that Squid Game is the most recent. Um, but okay, next question. What is <laughs> your favorite thing that you dressed up for Halloween as a kid? I bet you can start. Um, okay, I think, man, my, I, I, like, love, my mom has, like, so many, like, Halloween pictures from when I was little. Yeah. Um, 
I I remember being Tinkerbell when I was like three or four. Oh, that's so cute. And I really I like kept the wand from that costume probably until I was like thirteen. Like I don't know why I was like emotionally <laughs> attached to it. Fixated on it. Um, yes. I don't know why. Like just those random objects like that. But yeah. I really liked um that costume and then one year my brother and I were um Boo and Sully from Monsters Inc. Like oh, full so on like so costume and those were both when I was very young. I honestly yeah. hated everything I did after I was, like, seven because I was very lazy with Halloween, like, because I would do gymnastics and I would get home really late from yeah. gymnastics and my mom would be like, that hey, time to, dance. Yeah, yeah. time to go trick-or-treating. And I'm like, I'm going to be a gymnast for the fifth time in a row because <laughs> I don't want to do anything yep. right now. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Um, I am a big fan of the sibling family costume situation um and one time so I have two younger brothers and my mom dressed us up I was an LSU cheerleader um I'm from Baton Rouge so that was gotcha. what's going on there um I know you're probably like hmm. oh, um, no. but yeah I am an LSU fan um but yeah so I was an LSU cheerleader and then my brother was an LSU football player and then the youngest bo- brother was Mike the Tiger and it was just oh so cute I don't remember That's it I was precious. so little but the pictures are just too cute like and I, that cheerleader costume, for about three years, that was all I would wear. Like, right. there's so many pictures of me literally at school being like, in my cheerleader costume, my mom's like, cheerleader costume. what are you doing? Um, I was obsessed with it. I would show up at the LSU games and be like, I actually am a golden girl, so everybody needs to hold on, hold the phone. But yeah, that was my favorite. Alexis, what about you? Um... I would say between two, one where I was a ladybug and I was I like was a ladybug my uh, first Halloween. Oh, so, so cute. Um, but I am a very small person, so of course I was a very small child. And just in that little ladybug costume, I was so small. But then I think probably my favorite picture um, was for my first Halloween, and I was a mouse, I think. And I was sitting on my grandma's lap, and I look so pissed. And, like, it's just so funny, because, like, my mom always jokes with me that, like, that was when she knew that it was going to be very interesting to raise me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there ended up being right. There's a picture of me on Christmas, and my mom's, like, showing me my gifts, and I'm literally rolling my eyes. (laughs) Like, she's, like, showing, it's, like, the book that she got me is in front of my face, and I'm literally going, oh, my God. Jesus, like. Be a bitch. Um, anyway, <laughs> okay, Abby, do you want to go ahead and plug your stuff, your YouTube podcast, anything? Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. My YouTube channel is just my name, Abby Aslan, um, and my Instagram is Abby Period Aslan, and my podcast is called In Bloom Podcast, and it's pretty much available anywhere that you can like listen to a podcast. Yeah, and we'll have um, everything linked down in the show notes for you guys to go follow her. Definitely recommend. Love your content. Um, Thank you. But thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts uh, at Katie Creative Co., AlexisAdams.co, and at Abby.Aslin. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me.